Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia and Pythagoras, special education before the Supreme Court, scholarships for learning disabilities, Discoculia in action, and the case against multitasking. Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly Podcast. And with us is Dr. Schroeder, who will help us make sense of the headlines this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, happy to be back. We have some great links this week, and the first one is very interesting. It talks about Discoculia and Pythagoras. And well, I noticed that on your website you actually have a Pythagoras uh, related logo. Yeah, so yeah, what that's can we true. learn there? That's true. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, this is a question uh, from someone who has uh, little problems understanding the Pythagorean theorem or geometry but has issues with basic calculations and, and also some with algebra. And this is a typical example from someone who has an untreated dyscalculia and struggles with number sense. As we say many times, people with a learning disability are not stupid, but just learn in a different way because their brains do not work uh, in the same way as the brains of most of the people. It means that they are fully capable to understand concepts, but the areas in the brain that handle basic calculations do not work or are not connected as fully as they should. Now, the person asking this question will probably be able to work with the Pythagorean theorem, but often when finalizing the problem set, they may still get stuck in the part where some basic calculation is necessary, like uh, 3x equals 18, and, and what is x then? Well, let me think about that. Yeah. Get my calculator out. <laughs> so my only advice can be that they still, even at an adult age, uh, go seek help uh, to go over those basic concepts in a different way and get them explained so that their brain will be able to make sense of it and, and retain the knowledge. Right, yeah. Yeah, even at at, a, at an adult age, yeah, you we can, get that question from time to time. But uh, yeah, this calculia is not just for children; it's also for adults. Thanks. It sounds like good advice. Now, the the next link takes us to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. What is that all about? Uh, well, it's actually not what it seems. Um, it's it's not exactly about this calculia, but it's still very interesting to look at. This court case involves someone with cerebral palsy who was not allowed to take a service dog to school. Oh. Yeah, and that triggered the question about discrimination based on disabilities and that in turn triggered the question do you have to bring this issue directly to the Supreme Court so uh, at the federal level right. or is this something that can be or should be dealt with in the state course, uh, court first. I don't know. Because I think the states worry about the education. <coughs> eh? <coughs> this yes. is also why you have all these different textbooks, like uh, you know, for Texas, different math, and for oh my gosh. Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the matter is still in debate, but it may have an impact on children with learning disabilities and, and the option to take legal action in the future. Right. Clearly, an action in the federal court 
is more complicated. There's a lot more involved. Absolutely. Yes. But um, it is also more beneficial before because it sets rules for all states instead of uh, only uh, a decision that would be valid for one state. Right, so you turn. don't have to you move have to, to Florida to get go the... Go to yeah, 50 right. states uh, to one by life. one. Mm-hmm. So it also shows the, uh, how far people will go for their children with disabilities. True. And for that, I uh, I really applaud the spirit from these parents, and I hope it will inspire school districts to think before they blindly apply rules, and in this case, no pets in school, uh, to students who who might really need such a accommodation. Right. Yeah. So so although it's I mean it's not it's not great to have to take your school district to court, obviously. But the option at least exists, and we've seen it. Unfortunately, threatening with legal actions is sometimes necessary to get these school districts to say clearly and do the right thing in, instead of just taking the rules and regulations too restrictive in an effort to save some money. Now, while we're talking about money, here's our next link in this week, and, and, and this is about a nice link with scholarships for learning disabilities. Yeah, this is great. It's an article where the writer has uh, pulled together some scholarships that are available specifically for children with learning disabilities. So you definitely need to look into this. And I know there are deadlines and requirements, but uh, parents may want to explore this quickly and try some or, or several of them. And it can never hurt to, to try and, uh, and apply. Now, the amount vary, but I have, I've seen one that even provides uh, $10,000 over four years, which is a very nice encouragement to spend some time on, on filling out all that paperwork and uh, checking the requirements. Indeed, that really helps. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, and we're looking at the headlines provided on our website, discoculiaheadlines.com. Okay, well, let's look at our, our next link, and, and this one talks about uh, discoculia in action. So, uh, what do we have here? Oh, it's a video, I think. Yeah, if a child clearly was discoculia, writing slowly the numbers and a teacher talking with her. So, we can listen to it for a moment. It's in Spanish, uh, without subtitles, but it gives a great insight in how some children with dyscalculia work and how much effort and patience it takes to work with them and correct the condition. There's no silver bullet with dyscalculia tutoring. Uh, take it slow, let the students work at it, and the worst you can do is to rush them and create even more anxiety than they usually already have. Great, yeah, yeah. It's uh, nice and slow. That's the way to go. Um, it uh, it brings us to uh, to our, our our last link already for this week, and this is all about not multitasking. What's what's the point here? I thought multitasking was a good thing. You know, my boss always encourages me to do more and to multitask. Well, that's actually kind of a misconception. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we have already known for for quite long time that uh, our human brain works on one thing at a time. 
and you certainly can learn to switch quickly and that um, looks like you are multitasking but actually that doesn't exist so you're really not so you do like no. three things at a time and then your brain goes like one two three one two three one, absolutely two, three. so that oh, wow. actually takes uh, more energy of your brain to keep switching and make sure that it switches to exactly the place where it left off in that specific task so oh, it's wow. not a good thing um, this research is done by people at the uh, Linköping University in Sweden and it shows that the brain really focuses only on one thing at a time so if you are doing one thing chances are that the brain will reduce uh, the input of other uh, senses and, and other activities uh, that you are probably trying to squeeze in so students were given a visual task here to work on some of them in calm surroundings and others with uh, distracting background noise mm -hmm. now images of their brains were taken uh, with a, a functional MRI and while they worked and the researchers also tested the function of the student's short-term memory using a memory test with letters now the results showed that brain activity in the auditory cortex so where you hear sounds continues without any problems as long as we are subjected to sound alone okay. but when the brain instead is given another task, a visual task, such as a written exam the response of the nerves in the auditory cortex decreases and hearing becomes uh, less acute, you can even say impaired as the difficulty of the task increases the nerves respond to sound decrease even further so that is what uh, researchers call a dose response effect which uh, mm -hmm. is usually uh, seen as a, a very good link and even as a um, explanation of the phenomenon okay now a high cognitive load in the form of a visual task impairs the brain's response to sound not only in the cortex but also in the parts of the brain that deal with emotions and this is information that is not involved uh, with solving the task so this basic research um, shows how the brain works and the results suggest many possible paths for further work the knowledge gained uh, may be important in future design of hearing aids uh, actually another possibility is that this research will form the basis for work looking into how impaired hearing influences the way in which we solve visual tasks so where does the attention lie? now very interesting and indeed a case uh, that we need to follow so um, let me uh, let me get this straight so when my teenager tells me that it's absolutely fine to work on their exams with the iPod plugged into their ears at high volume I can now point at this research and say no no don't do that don't do that it is multitasking and it will hurt hurt your uh, it won't help you with your exams very good thank you very well Dr. Schroeder for that answer and your insights as always and with that our week again comes to an end we have talked to Dr. Schroeder she is the founder of Discoculia services free downloads and a free Discoculia screener are available on her website discoculiaservices.com go there
You can follow her on Facebook, on Twitter, and she maintains boards on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And you can find her free webinar series at webinars.discalculiatrainingcenter.com. Until next week, you can count on us. Discalculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discalculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discalculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discalculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discalculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discalculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.